Good morning. Welcome to Emmett Audio. One of the things I've found over the course of my life is that things only advanced for me when I faced the things I was scared of doing and did them anyways. In fact, you could say that my life has been a series of things that I was afraid of that were holding me up that I then advanced past. From making phone calls to strangers to talking to girls I liked. These are things that I struggled with. And as I learned how to do them, those parts of my life opened up. But each of these things ruled my life to some extent with the fear that they carried. Now, I've gotten to a place in my life where I've begun to recognize that the more I can run at the things that scare me, the more opportunities will come my way and the more I'll grow and the more uh, things will work out. When you work for someone else, they tend to push you to do things you are uncomfortable with. Sometimes with loving support, sometimes without. But either way, they are pushing you to do things you wouldn't otherwise push yourself to do. What I've found working for myself is that it it is even more important to learn how to push myself because no one else is going to do it for me. And I think when you work for yourself, the risk is that you will get comfortable doing what you're doing and then not want to leave that comfort zone because it's working, because you're comfortable in it, and no one is pushing you. And so then you stay and you stay and you stay and then all of a sudden it isn't working, but you haven't laid the groundwork of pushing yourself into uncomfortable new territory. And so everything stops working. So with that fear in mind, I try hard to push myself into new things. Um, So for instance... The fear of social media. I had to push myself into that. The fear of myself on video. That was a real hard one. The fear of taking payments online. The fear of doing audio, this podcast. The fear of managing an ever-increasing number of orders, the fear of doing something uh, like the magazine where there's a subscription and I have to deliver four times a year. All of these things are things that I was afraid of the fear, the fear of figuring out how to build a decent website. 
all of these things are things that I was afraid of. And usually I was afraid because I had some sense of how they should be done well, right? It's not that I don't know what a good video looks like. I just have no idea how to make it myself. So usually when you are afraid of something, there is at least a, an aesthetic awareness of how you want it to be, right? I'm afraid of doing audio because I listen to so many podcasts that I love that I recognize what really well done audio sounds like. And I, I want it to be that good, but I also recognize that I'm not going to be that good, especially at first. And so that's where the fear comes from. The fear of speaking in public. I know what it looks like to speak well in public. I'm getting better. I think I'm actually pretty decent at this point. But the, those first couple of venues where I was asked to talk, whew, there was some real fear going into that. And it was because I knew what I wanted. Like if you don't know what you want, then whatever, you just... You just throw stuff around and gradually get better. That's that's part of the joy of being a, a kid, really. So there's a couple different ways to handle this, right? There's the there's the rediscovering the joy of being a kid, and that's one way. And that can be helpful, I think, especially if you are doing something where you're trying to loose your creativity. But then there are things where you're not trying to be creative, you're just trying to be good, right? I'm not trying to be the most creative public speaker, I'm just trying to be a good public speaker, and I know what that looks like. So in that context, it's more important for me to try to understand what the variables of success are so that I can know when I have succeeded enough and then try to continuously improve on them, right? So not do something where it's only going to be one a one-off. If I'm going to teach, that was another one, starting to teach people. If I'm going to teach, I, I want to make sure that I'm doing it in an ongoing basis. If I'm going to talk, I want to make sure I'm doing it on an ongoing basis. And I want to, and that's where keeping the bar low comes in, is that you have to keep the bar low enough that you continue to do the thing. So for instance, uh, I'm, I'm talking at a bunch of agricultural conferences this winter, and at a bunch of, I've been talking at a bunch of libraries, both local and, and around New England. Um, and I deliberately say, I'm not going to have any audio visual. I'm not going to have a slideshow. I'm not going to have a deck of images. Uh, I'm just going to get up there and I'm going to talk and I'm not going to read my book either. I'm just going to talk. And what I talk about is different depending on my audience, but by keeping it just me talking, I keep the, the bar low enough that I can focus on what actually matters to make sure that I am doing a good job at becoming the public speaker I want to be. And by that, I mean it would be easy to 
build a slideshow and convince myself that if I had a good slideshow, good PowerPoint presentation, that I had a good presentation. But that's not true. Anyone who sat through a terrible PowerPoint presentation can tell you that it's all in what the speaker says. And that usually a PowerPoint images do not help. In fact, they make things worse because of the tendency of people to just read them. It's an uncomfortable thing to stand up in front of people and just talk. But by recognizing that that is the variable of success, I can focus on that and let all the other stuff fall to the wayside and not give myself those crutches that will end up being the thing that helps me, that keeps me from succeeding. I've digressed from my point. The point is, once I figure out what it looks like to succeed and I keep the bar as low as possible, I can then focus on those things and I'm sitting here in my truck at the top of a hill. I can then focus on those things and make sure that I am doing them to the best of my ability and focusing on the things that actually matter to the outcome. So for instance, with the magazine, I recognized that I wasn't going to be able to create the most polished magazine right at the beginning. What I needed to do was get a rudimentary subscription-based service up and running. I needed to figure out enough formatting that I could get a magazine and then make the content as good as I possibly could. And over time, with the help of Mike Merritt, who came on board to help with the layout, the layout has gotten much, much better. So now I can focus on the other parts that are hard. But I didn't set the bar so high that it was impossible for me to reach it at the beginning. And most crucially, I've been able to push myself into those things that are hard so that I will continue to grow over time. Thanks for listening. Talk tomorrow.